You're listening to the Teach Better Talk podcast featuring expert educators eager to share progressive tactics to reach more students. Teach Better Talk is created by teachers and fueled by passion. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 38 of Teach Better Talk. I am Ray Hewart, and as always, I am with the very, very special Jeff Gargas. Very, very special tonight, huh? You are very, very special, (laughs) Jeff, because we are trying something totally out of the box, absolutely brand new here at Teach Better Talk. We do not only have one incredible educator, we have a jillion coming today. (laughs) We really do have amazing educators, a lot of them that get to share their story and share their insight today, and I'm couldn't be more excited to have just something new on episode 38. Um, but before we get into any of that, Jeff, we always like to start by asking you how you're doing. So how's your day going? I, I My day's going amazing. I'm on the road with the one and only Chad Ostrowski, working with some awesome teachers down um, in Southwest Ohio. We're, we spent today working with them on day one of the Grid Method Workshop, tomorrow on day two. Then we're doing some visitations at one of our districts that we work with, so it's it's fun. Anytime I get to travel with Chad is a good time, and uh, anytime I get to work with teachers and, and hear and just see the passion, that's always a great thing. So I'm super excited. Really excited about this, episode 38. Um, not only do we have um, the the amazing, and there were a whole bunch of other words that her students used to describe her, the one and only, the, the OG, I don't know what else they said, uh, <laughs> Sam Fesich, who is, she's a professor over at Grove City College, um, and she teaches educational technology, special education. We've had her, it was a few weeks ago, we had her and Kristen Nan and a bunch of pre-service teachers run our mastery chat. So Sam was like, hey, here's a crazy idea. What if I have five pre-service teachers come on with me as well? And Ray and I, of course, were like, sure, let's do that. So Sam, first off, thanks for coming on, and thanks for always thinking of some crazy ways to have some fun and, and bring something new. So we're kind of excited to try something here. How, how are you feeling, Sam, like right now with what we're trying to do and just in general? Yeah, I'm feeling totally pumped. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> and for the record, this is Kristen Nan's idea. So That's I feel true. Like we, we do have to blame <laughs> who's responsible. So yeah, yeah, we're totally pumped to be here. Thanks so much for having us, and we're trying something new, so I think it'll be really cool. Absolutely, we can definitely blame Kristen. That's perfectly fine. Totally, (laughs) we do for everything else. It just seems appropriate. (laughs) So, Sam, I want to talk about you for just a little bit longer. You have such an incredible passion for not only teaching your pre-service teachers, but also leading them through authentic learning experiences. You know, you want you've really dedicated a lot of your class to helping them not just build a network, but build an authentic network. So I'd love to first start with you. And then I'm excited to introduce all the people you have with you. So when somebody approaches you and asks you to do for a living, what's your typical response? Sure. So um, usually I say, hey, I'm Sam Festage. I'm a professor, educator, and a huge fan of pumpkin spice lattes. Um, totally love those. I like wait in line in August, you know, until they come out. I'm that person. <laughs> so, um, but most of the days you can find me at Grove City College working with pre-service teachers um, in educational technology, special education, going to conferences or workshops or just grabbing a cup of coffee or a PSL with um, a pre-service teacher. It is just an amazing place to be and exciting place to be in education, working with the future um, educators. Wonderful. Well, I'm so excited to get to all the rest of the guests we have here. So I want to first start with Walter. Walter, do you mind introducing yourself, telling us about your story and 
and your your kind of title right now in education. Yeah, absolutely. I am. Obviously, my name is Walter Chevalier. I am a sophomore social studies and history secondary education major at Grove City College. Um, I do come from Erie, Pennsylvania, right on Lake Erie. And um, I'm in Dr. Fesich's uh, Technologies of Instruction class, and I am so excited uh, to be on this chat today. And um, I'm just going to share why I want to be an educator of excellence and why I chose education as a major. Um, I'm training to be an educator of excellence because I have the opportunity to make a positive impact on the lives of adolescents. And I have two main reasons uh, for that. The first reason um, is because I can change the way students view social studies and history. In terms of content, uh, so the social studies and history field is often downplayed by just reading a textbook and memorizing names and dates. However, in my classroom, I plan on making social studies come to life uh, through the use of technology and creative lessons uh, that engage students and incorporate their interests as well. And then the other uh, main reason is to help develop their citizenship skills that do not relate to the classroom. I hope to touch the lives of my students so that they might become people of impact in the world. Uh, if I want to see change in this world, I know that it starts with me and I can teach my students not only the curriculum, but also how to be a great citizen of character and compassion. The reason why I want to work in the secondary field is because um, it's a crucial life uh, stage in uh, students' lives. I, I, I've seen way too many good people uh, be corrupted by various material things evils in this world. And just having a positive male influence can help so many students. Uh, by having a positive influence on, on them, hopefully I can help guide them to reach their potential and become great citizens and leaders. Therefore, and they can go and positively impact the lives of others. And I believe making a positive impact on students that transcends the classroom is then what separates good teachers from great teachers. So important. We also have Ashlyn Tucker with us. Ashlyn, do you mind telling us a little bit about yourself so we know what's going on with you before we dive into any questions? Yeah. Hi, I'm Ashlyn Tucker. I'm a freshman at Grove City College, and I'm majoring in elementary and special education. I'm from Henrietta, New York, which is around like the Rochester area, if anyone knows where that is. Um, I definitely come from the stereotypical, like, I wanted to be a teacher since I was little. But um, as I've gotten older, I've gotten an, a bunch of really cool chances to take some teaching positions and like assisting dance classes, teaching music at BBS, volunteering at a preschool. All this stuff was so exciting to me to see how much kids want to learn and how curious their minds are. Being able to see teaching in action really inspired me to be the person who guides them to be more excited and promote their passion for learning. So it's been really great to be able to connect to so many educators and Dr. Fesich's class and just see how much of an impact that we can make on students with even the littlest thing. So cool. We also have Paige with us. Paige, would you mind sharing a little bit about your background in education? Yeah, hello. I'm Paige Wilson. I'm a sophomore at Grove City College, class of 2021, where I'm studying English and secondary education. I'm from Butler, Pennsylvania. I've had a variety of teaching and learning experiences that have really inspired me to become an educator. I first discovered my love of teaching as an aide in a Montessori classroom where student autonomy was like really emphasized and there was a great atmosphere of respect and 
it was really a great experience. And then later I became a martial arts instructor within the World Tongue Do Association and was able to assist in teaching at the studio where I was training. So that was also a very great experience. I was fascinated by how well students responded to the high expectations there. They worked really hard and they listened carefully, but they also knew that they were individually accountable for their behavior and that they could count on their instructors to help them in areas where they struggled. So it was really good experience there. And then with my own education at PA Cyber, I really learned the value of instruction that was focused on individual needs. And I learned the difference that customized environments and schedules make in learning. And from all these experiences, I kind of came to the realization that teaching was really what I really wanted to do for my career. And being at Grove City has really just increased my conviction that I want to be a teacher of impact. Guys, I'm loving hearing your backgrounds. We have mm -hmm. two more incredible educators that we get to have introduce themselves today. And RJ, you are next. Cannot wait to hear your story. <laughs> Hi, guys. Again, my name is RJ Dula, and I am currently a sophomore middle-level math and history ed major at Grove City College with Dr. Fessage. Um, and I am from the suburbs of Pittsburgh in Wexford, PA. And I think of all the reasons that made me want to pursue being a teacher, I think the one that really stands out to me is that I love people. Um, I often like to say to people, you know, I'm a teacher of learners ages zero to 99. And so I just love being able to connect with them and build relationships. And so the amount of influence and impact that I can have as a teacher um, is really what I want to do. I want to impact their lives and I want to use my skills, talents, ideas, interests, passions, flaws and even my weaknesses um, to become a better, um, become better each day and to better them each day. Um, and I think that students everywhere deserve that. Um, you, know, you know, no matter race, creed, orientation, age, or social class, you know, I just believe that every single life has the potential and the ability to be something great um, in whatever way their heart and passions desire. So for me, um, when I see people, I, like, I see an opportunity to have an impact on their lives um, in ways big and small, and I want to be able to do that for my students. Gosh, so cool. Mark Morgan, do you mind being our last one to introduce yourself? We're so excited to hear from you. Of course, I'll wrap it up. Hi, guys. Um, my name is Morgan Prouty. I'm currently a freshman at Grove City College. I'm studying early in special education, and I'm from Cranberry Township, Pennsylvania, um, near Wexford, like RJ. Um, there are several reasons why I wanted to become an educator. I just love the thought that I get to make such a huge difference in these students' lives. Um, I think there's no greater reward than watching a kid's eyes light up when they finally understand a concept that they've been struggling with such a long time. Um, I also love the fact that I get to make that community between the parents and their grandparents and how I can teach those students how they can go into the community and make their own difference. But also with school, yes, you need to learn the material stuff. You have to learn how to add, how to subtract. You have to learn all reading and literature and all that fun stuff. But I feel like it's also so important that you students also understand how they should behave around each other and how you can help them develop to become the best person they can be. Wow. Um, hey, Ray, do you feel that? The coolness? The coolness and just the, the 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 future of education being okay, like we're gonna be just fine. Like I feel really right? good about about this this group, man. That's awesome. Great answer. Thank you guys for taking the time to just chat with us and, and share your backgrounds and where you're coming from and stuff. So I want to turn it to uh, Dr. Fessage here now, and I want to talk about you know we talk about failure a lot on the Teach Better team and, and how 
our failures have a lot have allowed us to to grow and learn. And, and RJ actually touched on it about teaching with his with his uh you know his struggles with his flaws with his weaknesses and that's the same thing with with your failures you learn so much when you take that so sam can you kind of take us to a time that you've had a failure and let us know um just kind of tell us what happened um why it was a failure to you how you got uh, over that failure and then what you took away from that yeah absolutely so how about that lineup tonight i'm really excited to hear everyone's responses but Talking about failure is so important, having that growth mindset and growing from it. So I'm going to go big or go home. So in the summer of 2009, I completed my instructional tech online certification. I was teaching and I was like, oh, I'm so pumped. I'm going to totally change lives through instructional technology. And I was like, you know what? The next step for me would be would totally be to get my PhD in special ed because that's where I was teaching and I truly loved it. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm going to take that leap and just apply and see what happens. Um, So, you know, I collected all those materials, the cover letter, the CV and all that jazz. And I put it all in. I was like, it's going to be great. You know, I was feeling all those feels and I couldn't wait until I got my letter. And one day, you know, I remember sitting down in the in the kitchen and um, I got my letter and I was super, super nervous. Um, I opened it up and I didn't get in. I was rejected from getting a PhD in special ed and I, I cried. I was so distraught. I started like doubting everything. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm a horrible teacher. This is like, how, how could I not get in? I couldn't hack it. I'm never going to be able to teach future, future educators. Oh, I felt just embarrassed and just like, they must think I'm so stupid. I can't believe I didn't get in. Um, So, you know, I did the next logical thing after, you know, I did all that self-doubt. I called my mom and my dad and I cried. I was like, oh my gosh, you guys, I didn't get in. And, and I was hoping that they would say something like, oh honey, it's okay. You know, why don't you play to another school? You know, like, like you think your parents would react? No, no, my dad did not say that at all. He's like, Sammy, uh, you've been knocked down before. You got to get up, rub some dirt on it and dust yourself off. Um, but my mom was like a little bit more tactful and she goes, well, um, they're right. Or your dad's right. And that's okay. You know, you can, you know, try again, try something else. Um, so like I started to reflect like on, you know, I really loved working with kids with special needs, but what I really liked about it was using technology. So you would found you, like, I would go in, I would pull out the smart board. I, I was that teacher that pulled the smart board out of the closet. I was, um, the teacher used this different assistive technology. And like, at the time, like, do you guys remember flip video cameras? Cause they were really cool. Like back in the day, um, <laughs> We totally use those like to do our own newscast and I was like what do I like about impacting students special needs oh it's the instructional tech oh my gosh I totally dug that so then I applied for my PhD instructional technology and I got in and I just could not believe the impact that that program had on my life and what I'm what I'm doing now I definitely did not think that that was possible that I'd be able to be where I'm at today working with amazing pre-service teachers each day it's it's truly phenomenal and I can't believe that I, I am blessed to do this each day so I learned um, if you don't get in that's okay try again and you know there's something bigger and better out there for you so that's what I learned from my biggest failure of not getting into a uh, graduate work Hey everyone, while we take this quick break, I want to encourage you to log into Facebook and go join our private Teach Better team group. It is full of a thousand educators who are sharing ideas from the classroom, but really also brainstorming ways to start implementing these new initiatives that we're all working on. So go head over to Facebook and make sure you're a part of this incredible team. 
You know, I think that we all go through those moments, those highs and lows, and whether you consider them failures or not, I mean, they are the moments that we can either crumble or really, you know, find success. And I, I think, Sam, your story about, you know, approaching a hurdle and then powering through it to find, obviously, the huge success you've been able to find so far in your career is so inspirational. I love hearing teacher stories. So thank you for sharing that small little insight into your journey to becoming obviously the all-star professor that you are continuing to work towards. I want to flip it now to a lot of our teachers that we have with us right now and kind of focus on your excitement for education. So Walter, I'm sorry, I'm coming to you first, just like before. And I'd love to hear what is getting you excited right now about education. Absolutely. Um, I just think that the rise of technology and social media uh, can really bring a spark uh, for many students into the classroom. Specifically during my fields, I always ask students, um, since I'm secondary, it's going to be grade 7 through 12, what they think about technology in the classroom. Almost always their, their eyes light up and a huge grin comes through their face. Students today are enticed by technology by incorporating technology into the classroom, then many students will be able to better connect uh, with the curriculum because they do have a passion for digital learning. By allowing students then to create projects and collaborate online and things like that, they do have potential and that potential for learning is absolutely limitless. Now teachers are facilitators of learning for students and they can take initiative of their own learning due to the numerous online tools through technology and the media. So fabulous. Ashlyn, did he steal yours? Or do you have something else that's getting you excited about education? There is just like so much to be excited about right now. And I'm actually going to go down a similar path to what Walter was just saying. So with education just growing and changing, uh, it's so exciting to be in the midst of it all. And I recently made like a mystery mask scavenger hunt with my virtual co-op leader, uh, Kristen Nan. And it was so great to be able to see like the authentic audience use the lesson that I'd made and love it. And to be totally honest, I was super hesitant about using all these different tech tools and Twitter and all that. I was not into it when we started. But now that I've been able to watch them and see them be used in a real classroom, I understand how it can help students engage and how many different ways it can be used. It's totally changed my opinion on them. And seeing how using these tools right can get students so excited has gotten me really excited about using them too. So Paige, I'm going to throw it at you. What is something that you're excited about going on in education? Do you share these similar trends or do you have something completely different? So I'm really excited about technology in the classroom as well. So it's kind of going along with that trend. But um, recently I was able to guest teach two classes using Nearpod in my virtual co-ops classroom. So I was really excited about new ways of presenting that have come out since I was in school. And also, the like recently I've been using AR and, and VR, so virtual mm -hmm. reality and stuff, like the Merge Cube. Sure. I've been experimenting with stuff like that. And another idea that has caught my attention recently is using game mechanics in, in education, like games for ed sort of thing, the Twitter chat. So I'm excited about that as well. And um, also I'm excited about how active educators are on Twitter because I didn't kn know about that at all before I started at Grove City, but 
that's been really cool. And I've been learning a lot from my professional learning network. I have to say, Paige, I love your answer about AR and VR, the merge cube. I mean, finding resources in your classroom that can give your students authentic hands-on learning experiences while using tech is really powerful. So I love that that's a focus, even as a pre-service teacher. RJ, I'm going to switch over to you. I'm seeing a trend in technology right now, but what (laughs) is getting you excited with education? And do you have something specific that you want to share with everyone? Um, So for me, I think the biggest thing to go along with technology is the fact that, you know, um, you have kids that have all this information at the tips of their fingers. Um, They're raised in a 21st century where, you know, they can Google an answer. So for me, it's like we as 21st century educators, up and coming pre-service teachers, we need to take the technology to the next level, Um, give ourselves a purpose, be like, okay, how can I, as a teacher, go beyond just the technology? Um, when you think about the, the SAMR model for um, technology integration in the classroom, we talk about substitution, augmentation, um, modification, and reinvention. Um, being able to take simple technologies, and you can use them in the classroom, but making it meaningful and impactful to teach them skills that they need to use in the 21st century world is so important. Um, So that's kind of why I'm really excited is because we have a new brand of teacher coming out of colleges who who are very much like-minded to the students that we have today um, where they have technology. We were born and raised with it as well. So that's kind of what's got me really excited. So I know, Morgan, that we've waited to you towards the last time twice now, but I know that because your answer is going to be so great. So I'm throwing it to you one more time, girl. What is something that's getting you excited about education. And I'm going to really challenge you. Last but not least has to be the best. So here we go. That's a lot of pressure. All right. No, it's good pressure. (laughs) So same thing on this note of like technology. But what I also noticed, I was going back to when I was in elementary school and when I was in middle school and high school. And just when I'm going back on my field experiences now, how much everything has changed all the way from special education to just simply how the chairs are laid out. Um, when I was in elementary school, I remember we all sat in rows and that was it. Now I'm seeing the little sofas and the little much more of a community and how everyone is working together. And especially with special education, I'm seeing so many more ways that are helping students with um, disabilities and how, how much is changing and how much it really excites me just to see how much has changed in simply 10 years and just where it's going to go 10 years from now. So powerful. See, Morgan, you handled the pressure. You did great. Yeah, no kidding. She did great. Hey, she rocked that that's one, good. I think. So. <laughs> so one thing I was excited with this new format we're doing, guys, is um, every single episode, we tr- we keep pretty consistent questions. You know, we ask everybody about their failures and, and we ask everyone about what they're excited about. But something that I really am so eager to ask all of you is what advice you have for new teachers? Because being a new teacher, I'm sure that you either have advice that you want to share that you've been able to learn from your incredible professors, or you have questions that have yet to be answered, or better yet, you have advice that somebody else has given you that you want to share. So Sam, I am going to go back to you and just ask you what advice you've started to share with your with your students, and then we'll go back through and really hear from your incredible pre-service teachers, um, their opinions on the subject. Cool. Awesome. So just like teaching doesn't begin after graduation, learning doesn't stop after graduation either. So my biggest advice to uh, the students that I work with is to keep learning, keep leading, and keep growing, Uh, whether that be on 
uh, Twitter chats or connecting on your PLN or going to ed camps or workshops or state conferences or heck, go to ISTE and, you know, go big or go home, but go where you can grow and learn and lead because you have so many amazing skills and talents and strategies and techniques that you, that the world needs to know. And you're never just a pre-service teacher. People want to hear from you because you have awesome information. So go lead and share because sharing is caring. So on that same topic, I know you're all waiting at the edge of your seat for who we're going to next, but Walter, I am going to throw it at you. What's your perspective on this? Yeah, I am totally grateful to have received uh, so much great advice from practicing teachers that I've connected with. However, um, the best advice that I have received um, from a teacher is that Maslow overblooms all day long. And then this was given to me by my virtual co-op, uh, Rachel Mira. Uh, it's, it's a great reminder that we must always advocate for our students and be a resource for them. Uh, that they could be going through difficult times in their lives. So I have to make myself available and help them in any way I can. It is so much more meaningful to help students with needs on Maslow's hierarchy than grade them based on Bloom's taxonomy. Um, Bloom's can only go so far because it is mainly limited to the classroom, but by placing an emphasis on Maslow's hierarchy of needs, uh, those needs transcend the classroom and are so much more valuable than a grade. Walter, I love that you're, you've already figured that out and that you're focused on, on, on Maslow's and paying attention to that. And that's such an important piece there. Really love that. So, so let's move on. Ashlyn, what do, what do you got for us? What's, what would you give or advice that you're looking for or that you would give? I've gotten so much great advice from my virtual co-op leader, who I mentioned earlier, Kristen Nan. Everyone should follow her on Twitter. She's amazing, at NanKR1120. She's been such a valuable part of my education so far, and she's always encouraging me to expand my learning, which was kind of what Dr. Fessich was saying earlier, that like your degree will never define you. On one hand, like one bad test grade won't hold you back forever. And then on the other hand, once you're done with the class, you can always keep learning more and more in that field. And she's always reminding me, work hard, learn through the challenges, and keep a positive mindset. And I think all of that is just so important to keep in mind. Absolutely. And you've, you've got yourself an amazing co-op there with, with Kristen. We're, we're all big fans of Kristen, right? Right, Oh, Ray? she's amazing. <laughs> we know we are. So, and that's great advice that, you know, doesn't, it doesn't end when you're done with the class and you got to, you have to continue always learning, continue with every single day. I and mean, our whole motto and everything that we live by is the teach better mindset, which is simply focusing on being better tomorrow than we were today better today than we were yesterday and just continue going 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 so awesome advice Paige. what do you got for us i actually got some great advice from my virtual co-op as well rebecca ling she told me that small successes are addictive for students mm. like especially when they're struggling like when a teacher can work with and support students with patience so the students can reach their goals step by step and look back and see how far they've come it makes a huge difference and this is especially effective when teachers tap into the interests and skills of their students to make more difficult concepts easier to master. That's some awesome advice. The small successes are huge because a lot of your students may not have felt any sort of success in a long time. Um, and they get in sort of a, uh, a cycle of failure and they don't know what that feels like. So if you can give them those small successes, they start to feel what that's like and they want more of it. And they're going to take ownership on that and they're going to go after it harder and work harder for you and then be able to grasp all the things that you're throwing at them. So awesome advice there. RJ, what's some good advice that you've gotten, sir? 
All right, so I've learned a lot and received a lot of great advice from so many great teachers of impact out there, but there's still one piece of advice that has stuck with me from ever since I was 15 years old. I started working at a summer camp called Pine Valley Bible Camp. And at our camp, there is a sign that says, life is relationship. Mm. Um, and this has stuck with me in all of my interactions um, from campers to all the way now as a pre-service teacher in the classroom. Um, you know, we're not just teaching machines or robots, we're teaching people. And before you can teach a student anything, you have to build a relationship and rapport with them. It's so important um, to meet all of their needs. You really have to understand them. And in all things we do, we have to, we have the choice to connect with people. Um, we can choose to ignore them and those feelings, or we can choose to embrace it and build a connection and really grow together. Um, and that give and take, um, not just as a teacher, you're not just the one teaching, but your students are teaching you as well. Um, and when you have a perspective of building relationships with your students, it gives a little bit more meaning uh, to the things that we learn and the interactions we have with our students. I, you, you're teaching me. I'm learning so much from all of you right now. Just the, some of this advice, you guys are fantastic. Um, really appreciate you guys sharing for us. We're going to wrap this question up. Morgan, can you take us, bring us home with another awesome answer? Of course. Okay. So I've received great advice from taking, um, talking to teachers in the field through Twitter chats or field experiences. Um, I especially received some great advice from also by virtual co-op Angela um, Cothers this semester. She tells me about her students, how they are struggling and what she does to help them through everything. And one thing that she's really focusing on this year is how she wants to encourage her students and make them realize that they are important and they are special and they're all unique. Um, she encourages a positive classroom where each they can go and talk to each other and how they can feel as though they're unique and they're not the same as everyone else, but that's what makes them so special. Um, and it's just going through each morning, she goes through a positive influence. They go through a little morning meeting so they can have a great first step into their day. And just having that positive influence on students can make a huge difference in their lives. Mm. You know, I have had such a great time trying something new, Jeff. This, yeah, this has been, this is, we may have to just like make this the new format. Like, yeah, you think this, so? <laughs> like, this has been awesome. Sam, great call. And all of you, like, I mean, this is, this has been great. Really appreciate it. It's such a cool perspective to, to take, which has been Absolutely. different than a lot of, a lot of our other episodes. So this is really, really cool. I'm really excited for people to hear it. One thing I want to highlight, though, is while we only were able to chat through a few elements of today's podcast, I do want to make sure the conversation doesn't end here and we can continue connecting not only our pre-service teachers with incredible educators, but having our incredible educators really take some ownership in supporting our new teachers. So I um, would love to have all of you share out your um ways to get connected. I'm sure that you all have your own special ways that you appreciate. So Sam, I'm going to throw it to you first. How can everyone get connected to the incredible professor that had this genius idea to highlight networking with their students? Awesome. Yeah. So I'm Sam Fesich and you can contact me on Twitter or Insta um, at sfesich. I keep it pretty simple. S-F-E-C-I-C-E. -E, website sfesich.com. And recently wrote a book, Edgy Magic, A Guide for Pre-Service Teachers, which highlights stories just like these ones that we heard tonight all about how students can embrace their inner edgy magic in college. So, pretty cool. Walter, what about you? Yeah, you can reach me on Twitter at WP Chevalier. That is at W-P-C-H-E-V-A-L-I-E-R. Um, I have my own weekly website that I'm working on my digital portfolio, and you can 
follow that at waltershevalier.weebly.com. And um, I do have a Facebook that's just my name if you want to follow that as well. Wonderful. Ashlyn, we're excited to connect with you as well. What's your contact information? Uh, best way to contact me would probably be Twitter, um, at Ashlyn Tucker underscore ED. Ashlyn is A-S-H-L-Y-N. And I also have a Weebly, which I linked in the bio of my Twitter if you're looking for that. Fabulous. Paige, you are up next. How can everybody connect with you? The best way to contact me would probably be through Twitter. So at PA Wilson underscore EDU. Also, I have my online portfolio is pagewilsonportfolio.weebly.com. Fabulous to hear that you guys are all on Twitter. Morgan, we didn't leave you to last. We are going to go to you next. Morgan, how do we get connected to you? Yeah, so you can follow my Twitter at Morgan Prouty. That's at M-O-R-G-A-N-P-R-O-U-T-Y. And also on my Twitter is a link to my website. Go ahead and check it out. And I would love to contact and get to know all of you better. All right, RJ, you're our last one. And we definitely do not want to leave you out. You shared great insight tonight. How can we get connected with you? Yeah, so you can reach, reach me at both my Twitter and Instagram are both at simply underscore RJD. And then also link to those in my bio are my portfolio. Awesome. And you know, you can always find all the links, resources, and everything we talk about in this episode over at teachbetter.com, as well as all of the links to connect with all of our amazing guests today. Um, we'll have all of that over at teachbetter.com in the show notes. So make sure you head over and check all that out. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the up upcoming episodes. And if you can give us a rate and review, we'd really, truly appreciate that as well. Wow. Uh, Sam, RJ, Ashlyn, Walter, Paige, Morgan, all of you, thank you so much for taking some time out of your days and your schedules and, and chatting with Ray and I and sharing your insights and your stories and, and everything. This has been a really cool episode. Uh, I thought it worked out really well, even with a whole bunch of voices. So thanks for being awesome and making that work for us. We truly, truly appreciate your time and, and your insights and, uh, and hope to connect with you guys again. So thank you. Thank you. And until next time, let's get out there and let's teach better. Teach better.